Cobblestones replace the mud beneath their feet. The houses improve with white wooden facings and boxes of flowers. Dromui leads Levin past the fountain in the square, a marble statue of the Virgin sewing a shroud, identifying this as the tailor's district. They walk through the still, dark night toward the cries. They stop at the gate of a two-story house. A female slave in a shapeless shift opens the gate, her double-chinned face dazed with worry. Levin looks up to see who watches them enter. All the neighbors are awake, leaning out of their windows and balconies, staring at the house. The slave leads them around the side of the house to a back door. It opens onto a narrow hallway crowded with people. A room at the far end is lit, and only because he is so tall, Levin can see a girl on a table. Eglantine is also fourteen. Her long raven hair is plastered with sweat. She has just given birth, and her delicate skin is even more pale than usual. She cries out again, her heart breaking. Everyone whispers unhappily to each other. Eglantine's father, a prosperous tailor named Rostan, with unshakable poise, sees them in the doorway. Ah, the villains, come in. He pushes his way down the hall toward them, telling someone behind him, Bring it here. Eglantine starts protesting with a shaking voice. She sits up on the table, her white shift stained red, and reaches a pleading hand out. No, no, my... The attending midwives hush their patient and draw her back down, but she fights them. Rustan hands a bundle to Dromui, who takes a look at it, then hisses and crosses himself. He hands the bundle to Levin. The newborn has a cleft lip. Rostan hands Dromui a silver dinar. Eglantine sobs wildly. The women protest more loudly. The new mother begins screaming. Eglantine locks eyes with Levin, pleading, begging him not to. Dromui pushes him roughly out the door. They hurry across the flagstones of the square, under the watchful eyes of the neighbors, the only sound the splash of the fountain at the virgin's marble feet. Then Eglantine's screams shatter the silence once again, chasing them back to Barrier Town. The baby begins to fuss in Levin's arms as they approach the Clovis Gate. It is a fortified block of stone with an arched gate of banded iron and oak beams. Dromui looks around, irate. They find the lone guard asleep at a table in the guardhouse. Dromui curses under his breath, then fights his features into something more servile before he knocks on the open door. The guard lifts his head and looks blearily at them. Dromui holds up a copper groat. The guard yawns and stands. In the outer wall beside the Clovis gate, a small iron door squeals open. Dromui hands Levin the torch and pushes him out. Clang! The iron door shuts behind him. Outside the city walls, Levin walks past the stalls and hovels of those even less fortunate than him. It stretches out from the walls, a massive shanty town encircling the city. He follows the Clovis Road into a landscape of farms and fields separated by stands of pine trees. Finally, he leaves the road and climbs into the eastern hills. The shadowy oak forest swallows the light of the torch.
He walks along a game trail uphill to a bare crown of grass, still and silent under the moon. He stands on the highest point and looks back at the city below. It is a mass of dark spires behind high walls. Levin looks down at the infant one last time. He frowns. Then he puts the bundle down in the grass and walks away. As Levin nears the edge of the oaks, the baby cries out. He turns. A spindly, humanoid figure is perched over the baby, cooing at it before snatching it up and darting off. Dread fills Levin. He backs away from what he has seen. He runs all the way back to the city.